LinkedIn went down, Xbox Live went down, and Microsoft has three new clouds. Happy Friday, friends. We have officially steamrolled the month of February. It is over. It is finito. It is donezo. It is, it's over. Um, but that means that next week we get Microsoft Ignite. It, it's weird because it's, it's technically like part two but it's 2021 so is it part one uh, either way uh, microsoft announced in 2020 that they would be splitting ignite into two components and we had the, the one part in 2020 and now we have what what is the second part in 2021 and that is happening next week with that is going to come a lot of announcements it's going to be more like software updates and productivity tools and, and windows server and, and that kind of stuff i think um, but we'll have to wait and see what microsoft does announce but because of that there wasn't a ton of stuff being kicked out the door this week for obvious reasons microsoft wants to have a big splash next week when they have ignite and it is a virtual event by the way anybody can register and you honestly might want to register if i remember last time microsoft sent out like uh, i believe they sent out coupons and you could go buy things from their store and they were they were discounted and, and other stuff. Um, so if you're looking to pick up some new Microsoft stuff, maybe that might be a, a good reason to register. We will see. I, I have no idea if they're actually doing that, but it's just something that they have done in the past. So be on the lookout for Ignite next week. A lot of IT Pro news should be coming down the pipeline. And as always, uh, anything of big relevance will be covered here on this channel and, and on Petri and uh, a lot of other good places. So just be on the lookout for that. So this week was kind of rough for Microsoft in some components. So we're going to kick it off here with Microsoft announced three new, and I'm going to put them in quotes for people listening to audio, clouds. Now, every time I hear this, um, there's always somebody confused, rightfully so, because I was absolutely confused the first time that this sort of model came out. So these are more like vertically integrated clouds. And what I mean by that is Microsoft takes a bundle of services and software and, and components and features and functionality, bundles them up in together, and then sells that as a, a SKU or a tier, meaning they have a, a cloud, if you will, designed for retail, a cloud designed for the healthcare industry. And a cloud is what they announced this week, actually three of them, for the financial sector, for manufacturing, and for nonprofit organizations. So what this allows Microsoft to do is if you're walking, if you're Microsoft salesperson and you're walking into a conference room and this company is a bank, well, Microsoft now has a financial cloud that will allow the onboarding of that customer right into their solution with a pre-packaged set of services that are designed for compliance, designed for customer service, designed for security, and designed for the banking industry specifically. And now you can under, hopefully that makes it a little bit more clear. It's not a new, they didn't like build out three new data centers and calling them a cloud. It's just it's just a skew of services inside a cloud. Microsoft loves to do this. Look at Viva, which was, was announced two weeks ago, is really just packaging up SharePoint sites and, and Stream and a whole bunch of other things and then calling it a new service and shoving it inside of Teams. It's, it's a package of stuff. And there's three new of them. Uh, and they're coming... I believe some of them are starting available now, but by the end of the fiscal year for Microsoft, which ends June 30th, uh, all of these clouds should be in public preview or available in some capacity or another. So when you hear clouds, um, think of that. I mean, Microsoft actually, I believe, even says they have a gaming cloud because of Xbox Live and all of that. So uh, Microsoft also announced this week that they're selling replacement SSDs for the Surface Pro 7 Plus. So if you are a business customer and you need to get a replacement for that drive, uh, you will be able to do it now, what's kind of weird here is that this drive supposedly only works on the 7 plus it will not work on any other version of the surface line that even some that have the swappable drive like the surface pro x so it's only for the 7 plus so just 
keep that in mind for you know people who are looking at this. Microsoft also announced uh, yesterday, I believe, uh, that they're opening a new data center region in Indonesia. This will represent their largest investment in that region, and this will help that that country or that region, I should say, uh, keep all the data you know localized for for when that happens. Microsoft has been investing a lot in Indonesia, and building out data centers is a huge investment. Remember, these things typically cost around a billion dollars or more, um, depending on what they're actually building out. But they they're not cheap, so that's a huge investment into to that region and uh, be on the lookout for that to come online. I believe they said by the end of 2021 is their goal, which means that they would then have more than 60 data center regions around the planet uh, for Microsoft cloud services. On the Windows 10 side of things, Microsoft is nuking from Orbit uh, the 3D Objects folder. So there was a point in time where Microsoft thought 3D was going to be the be-all, end-all, and that was their future, and, and that's where these mixed rally headsets came from. Uh, there was also Paint 3D, if you remember, Microsoft dedicated just an enormous amount of time uh, at an event for their Paint 3D. They even showed off Windows Phone, um, you know, capturing things in 3D, and Microsoft kind of went all in on this, and then the... It just never materialized, um, and Microsoft is now nuking that object. What it really did was, if you had 3D objects, it would sort of force it into your menu item and say, look, here's here's all your 3D objects. We aggregated them for you, but whatever. They're getting rid of that uh, soon. There was a previous, I think, a, a, a registry hack that would allow you to get rid of it anyways, but Anyways, it's going to be gone officially. So, uh, on the cloud side, but not the new vertically cloud retail cloud thingies, Microsoft kind of had a rough week, and we'll, we'll do these back-to-back -back here. Uh, LinkedIn went linked down, um, <laughs> I guess is the best way to describe it. They had an outage, which their outage, cloud outages happened. We, we've seen them from Slack. We've seen them from Google. We've seen them from Microsoft. My LinkedIn uh, had a rough week this week, and so they went down. And typically, I want to call them out, call out like a specific thing like that, but we're going to flip it over to the gaming news, if you will, uh, because Xbox Live also had a major outage. So you had the LinkedIn outage and you also had the Xbox Live outage yesterday. The live outage yesterday was significant. I believe it was around five to six hours. Like, so that this was a long amount of downtime. And the last time, I, I can't remember a last time an outage lasted this long. Um, the only thing that comes to my mind is when, if you guys remember Lizard Squad, who was uh, DDoSing uh, Xbox Live, it was like Christmas 2016, somewhere around, I might be off on the dates, but they, they were were trying to ruin Christmas for people who got new Xbox consoles and they were able to DDoS um, uh, the, the Xbox Live um, off, out of existence for a few for for a while actually um, I think some of those people went to jail if I remember correctly long term anyways that being said so it was down five to six hours yesterday so what happened uh, Microsoft hasn't officially told I've poked around a little bit but I'm I don't know I'm hoping Microsoft will do a proper triage of what happens like they do on the Microsoft 365 side when something goes down my guess and this is a complete hunch here this is my guess typically what happens when something like this goes down is that Microsoft pushed out an internal update to the, all their servers and it didn't take it, it wasn't a good update and it broke something and it knocked something offline and then typically what they do is they have automated rollback procedures that says hey this is broken hit the button things should roll back in 20 30 minutes or whatever it's fixed my guess is that they pushed out an update it broke and then then when they did the automated rollback procedure it failed and then they were forced to do a manual recovery potentially um, again that's just me shooting from the hip but we'll hopefully get a real answer from microsoft about what happened it, it doesn't feel like something like it feels like a configuration issue or something along those lines it doesn't feel like something like actually broke someone said hey, maybe a data center is on fire like no i i, I 
I don't think that's the case because Microsoft, as we noted prior in this podcast, they have uh, up, well, they'll have more than 60 regions around the globe. Like that wouldn't, shouldn't knock the whole system offline and Microsoft should be able to effectively uh, divert around that and that would be really obvious uh, issue going on if we would have heard it. Whatever. Um, well, hopefully Microsoft will explain what happened to Xbox Live and hopefully it won't happen again. Um, sometimes these things come in waves. I don't, I don't know, but either way, you had LinkedIn and then you had Xbox Live both taking a dump. Um, 343 has released new screenshots of Halo Infinite 4K. They look, they look fantastic. I mean, not that I would expect them to push out like marketing assets and they like, oh, those look kind of bad. Like you would expect them to look good. They look great. Um, so people have done some just quick digging in, like showing off the progression. Like one of them has a sniper rifle and it just shows the images uh, of the different Halo games and how it is progressing. And so that uh, looks good. Uh, the Outriders demo is out and interesting to note, Xbox Series S, 4K 60 FPS is supported. So the little console that could uh, continues to c- continues to do well. And so, uh, yeah, I mean, it's just, I just thought that was worth pointing out. Oh, by the way, on that 343 release, there's also an audio file that was hidden in there. Uh, gamers, I, I feel like if if we could convert the energy that gamers put into decoding, like, hidden messages in, uh, like, game titles and things like the, the blog post that 343 put out and divert that energy into, like, DNA sequencing, like, we could solve all the diseases really quickly because within a few minutes of this post going out, people discovered there was a hidden message and there's an audio file in that blog post and you can go listen to it. I don't want to drop any spoilers, but there you go. Uh, Microsoft GameStack is is also taking place April 20th through the 21st. That is Microsoft Game Developer-focused conference that is all about their own stack if you will remember gdc which typically happens in the spring has been punted until i believe july and they were attempting to do that in person if i remember correctly and so uh yeah that's microsoft's game stack conference is taking place april 20th and so let's jump on in to the questions because that is always the favorite part of the week uh, i tweet these out every time every week and so just follow me on twitter at bdsams then you'll know where the link is and where the thread is uh it's too hard i get always get dms and, and think like it's too hard to aggregate all that stuff because it comes in from many different places so it's always over onto the threat.com uh here we go okay so eisner says how do developers get past this game storage size issue when internal storage on consoles isn't necessarily upgradable this is a great question i did a video on this yesterday and i also did a post and write-up and, and and this is the perfect time to talk about it. so here's the issue he was referring to yesterday when the call of duty update came out for cold war season two on warzone and on uh black ops um it's a massive download the game is now just gargantuan in size couple hundred gigs and activision actually alerted ps4 owners who have a 500 gig drive that says hey you can't install both full games you're gonna have to pull some content out like feature packs or zombies or something like that uh because it's your there's not enough storage so the question is how do developers or how do console gamers deal with this issue well on the xbox side you at least have the option for swappable additional memory cards right you can go buy that it's expensive that seagate one terabyte drive which is around 200 bones um depending on when you buy it and if you got any coupons. Uh, so you at least have that option. And now, and on the PlayStation side, you will eventually be able to just go out and grab approved drives and put them in your device. Uh, but either way, it's not it's not an elegant solution. There's no, there's no way to plug in a, a USB 3.0 a 10 terabyte NAS drive into your console and play. So 
the biggest issue is, as of right now, in my opinion, Call of Duty is kind of an outlier in its size. Because it is just, again, it's just massive. It's it's just massive. But the problem is you can't ignore the fact that that is going to become an ongoing issue. Yes, Call of Duty is the only game today, but you can see others following this path eventually, right? The consoles just launched. Consoles typically have somewhere about a seven-ish year life cycle. Maybe even a little stretch, a little longer, but somewhere around seven years. Games are not going to get smaller. Now, we might get better compression algorithms or, or features and functionality that allow games to be compressed better, but games are, are not going to get smaller. The 4K textures are big, um, even though both consoles boast the ability to play 8K games. I don't think we're going to see, I, I hope, I hope we don't see 8K textures and all that, because again, you, you want to talk about storage capacity issues. So what, what are people going to do? Well, you gotta gotta just you either gotta buy the drives or better balance your games. There's 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 not honestly a great solution here. Microsoft does do some smart things with well smart delivery, downloading only the assets are needed, and it's just gonna come down to hopefully developers just get better at putting only the bits on your console that you need and you go from there. It would be interesting. Microsoft has this great cloud streaming technology. I can stream games. Well, not to this because it's an iPhone, but if this was my Android phone, I could stream games to this right now um, and play. And so I hope that that functionality comes to a console and they'll eventually be able to stream assets down to help with that, that storage issue. But for now, you either got to buy an external drive or just, just delete games. Um, it's a, it's a, this is going to be an evergreen conversation when it comes to console gaming, the storage issue. An old Amiga user says, now that Chrome OS is the number two operating system, is it too late for Microsoft to bring out Windows 10X? What? Ooh. So, um, is it too late? You know, never say never because remember Microsoft was late to the console wars, right? Xbox was a late competitor. Nintendo, Sega, and Sony were well established when Microsoft came in. If you come into the market with a good product, a good product should survive and thrive. It has to be a good product and it has to meet all expectations and it has to be well supported and well marketed and everything else. If you, if you can execute effectively with a good product, it should survive. Now, granted, there might be market forces such as what is happening in the world right now where nobody's going into the office that might hamper some things. Um, but Microsoft has the capacity to launch it and make a difference. The question is, will they do it effectively and efficiently? Those are questions that Microsoft has, has struggled with in the past. And so we have to wait and see. I don't, it would be foolish to rule out Windows 10X until we see the full marketing and positioning strategy from Microsoft. We have a lot of good educated guesses about where this is going, but we haven't officially heard from Microsoft standing up on stage, pointing to the product and saying, this is how it's going to work. This is the market that it's going to, this is how much it's going to cost. And here's how you can get it into your hands until we have all that information. We, we, it's, I don't want to say it's too late because it's, it's never too late to launch a new product as long as it's a good product at the end of the day. Um, and he says, what's the deal with the TP? The only decision is over or under. So I'm getting a lot of flack for this. So <laughs> and of all the things to get ribbed on by your spouse, this one is perfectly acceptable. Uh, so here's the deal. Earlier this week, uh, I do another podcast called First Ring Daily. Most of you probably know that, but some, I'm sure there's some people who don't. Uh, you can go find it to search First Ring Daily. And I do it every day with Paul Thrive, every day, Monday through Friday. And this week we hit episode 1000 and so instead of we're trying to figure out what to do to in um i, I can't remember if it was paulo or myself or we talked about it at one point we're like hey what if our wives just did it and paul and i are both married and so you can go watch my wife rip on me and one of the things that came up and i i i don't know where she pulled this out of um but whatever she she pulled out that i do not change the toilet paper roll efficiently or effectively after how we've been married over a decade 
And uh, so now everybody on the internet and everyone's like, Brad, why don't you change the toilet paper? Well, I don't know. Like, you know how when you go into a hotel room and you can't figure out the shower, like that part of your brain just doesn't work or just like doesn't exist. And maybe maybe people can effectively operate showers in hotels. I can't. I always screw it up. It like it just isn't there. Like I see it. And then sometimes I will actually swap out the toilet paper roll and then I throw that little tube away and then I get yelled at because it needs to be for my kid's school project or something like that. And then it's just like a no win situation. Situation. So I just take the null option and uh, I think my wife did say that I have started to change it and th that was the result of me throwing things away. So it's just like a lose-lose situation that I just consistently lose. So anyways, that is sort of that. Obatu100 says, Xbox Live outage. I am new to Xbox sort of. More on that in a minute. Could you talk about what an outage means? From what I can tell, it means Game Pass, Ultimate, and Forza does not work. So yeah, this is a good question. So what does an Xbox Live outage actually mean? Well, e I don't know if Microsoft has an official public definition for what a true outage is, but there's there's multiple things that could be classified as an outage, right? You can't authenticate to Xbox Live, but you can still play matchmaking if you're already logged in. That scenario happens a lot because they're two different buckets, right? Being able to log in and the service working are two different things. So an outage could mean a bunch of different stuff. It means it could mean you can't log in. It, it could mean that you can't buy things in the store. It could mean that party chat is not working. We've seen that one quite frequently where you can't join a party with your friends and, work, and, and chat, but game, but you can authenticate and log in. So there's a ton of different dimensions the definitions of what is going on and so uh it's kind of hard to say like this is an outage because everything is an outage if it doesn't work that, that's technically an outage um and so yesterday's was pretty significant because you couldn't log in and you couldn't play and you couldn't join parties so it was like a, a pretty significant outage affecting many of the different components of xbox live and so yeah that, that that's a good question because microsoft could argue it's not an outage but yesterday's or some things aren't an outage they're just a feature being broken but yesterday was definitely an outage uh, across the board so um and then he says from what i can tell if this is continuing it means that game pass ultimate games like forza 4 do not work things i have painted the home screen are no longer there although a group i have is is getting an error message and the list goes on and on so because everything is so interconnected and cloud connected remember remember that um really terrible quote by the former head of Xbox that says, hey, if you want an, a console that works offline, we have a product for that called the Xbox 360. Um, every time there's an outage, I always think of that particular quote. But yes, a lot of, just about everything more than likely is going to break on a console because especially with Game Pass, it has to authenticate that, hey, you're still a Game Pass subscriber, so all those games aren't going to work. I'm sure there are scenarios where single player or offline games will still work. But I would suspect that the majority of things are going to be broken uh, when Xbox Live officially goes down. So there you go. Uh, JLV632, after some light was cast on the love affair for the Tesla this week, do you have a car for your name? Do you have a name for your car? Okay, so this was also brought up that my wife pointed out that I love my car uh, more than my family. Well, that is, that is not true. I definitely like... This is... The, so... For some like clarity's sake, while we my wife's car was brand new, this was the first brand new car that I have ever owned. My wife drove as a as a Ford Escape. We bought that brand new, but my previous car was a 2008 Nissan Pathfinder that we bought uh, like one or two years old. And so this was the this is the first brand new car I've ever had. And one of the things you can do with Tesla is you can actually name your car. Now it sounds kind of dumb because some people will name their car like Baby Boop or whatever you whatever you want to call it, um, but 
my car does have a name because you kind of have to name it in the app so that it, it can sync and all this stuff. So my car's name is Gemini. Now you might be wondering why Gemini? Well, there's a, a bunch of, there's a bunch of reasons. There's a bunch of reasons. Um, so in the space program, uh, I'm a big space nerd at the end of the day. It went Mercury, then Gemini. Gemini was the second. So the, the second major space program, if I remember correctly. My wife's car was the first new car we bought. This was the second. So there's Gemini. Um, the other part is too, the wheels, the, like the wheels that came on it were actually called Gemini. I was like, well, that's kind of whatever. It just ties into the theme. Also, my daughter's birthday month is revolves around the name Gemini. So we've got the space theme. We've got my kid tied in there. We've got the actual car tied in there. And um, that that's the name and like but i don't like go out into it and stroke its logo and call it gemini or anything like that that's just just the name of it um asbat says why hasn't microsoft made multiplayer free and why hasn't it replaced xbox live gold subscription with a family digital sharing plan for up to 10 family members okay i shouldn't have read it like that but anyways uh, he brings a good question up so gold should be free microsoft wants it to go away but they can't let it go away the problem is is that people pay for it um and they don't want to get rid of that. I mean, who would want to get rid of that revenue, right? Microsoft needs that subscription revenue, but it, it should be free. I still think they're going to find try to find ways to transition it, but I would not be expecting like price cuts um, at this point because, of, again, people are paying for it. And Microsoft needs want, doesn't want to give up that revenue, but at the end of the day, it, it really doesn't make sense, but it's still there, so... Uh, Mr. PKI with a reliable question of the week. He's got two of them. He says, are you going to sign up and pay for Paramount streaming so that you can watch the Halo TV series next year? I totally forgot about this. Should have put included there. I included in the uh, the gaming section, whatever. So the Halo series was, I believe, originally going to HBO, but those rights have now been sold to Paramount Plus, which means that if you want to watch the Halo series, which is coming out next year, I, th I believe they said spring of 2022, um, you're going to have to sign up for that service. Uh, I... I, I, the only reason I'm hesitating is it's like, I think about, geez, like signing up for another streaming service. Like I, I'm hoping that I can find like a free trial, binge watch it and then just be done. But I suspect that they are smart enough to know that that's not going to be wanted because they're going to want the dollar dues out of my back pocket uh, to make that happen. I don't know if I'm going to sign up for it yet. Or if I do, I'd love to find a way to make it free potentially somehow. So we'll see. Uh, next question is, it says, have you considered now having the spouses host a monthly podcast going forward? Um, <laughs> Well, based on the ribbing I have received from across the greater internet, I think it would be in my best interest to not have that. No, actually, I don't care. Um, if if they wanted to do it, it'd be fine. I, I I will tell you that doing one podcast is a lot of fun. It, it's great, and I'm I'm ha I'm extremely happy it went well. The problem is, is it's is it are we going to replicate the success every single time? I don't know. You know, we're trying to think like logistically through this. Also, they would have to sign up and agree to it, right? This is not their job to do a podcast um, at the end of the day. That being said, I definitely think we will have like that style of thing happen again. I just don't know when we will have it happen. It might be at the 2000s episode or the 1500. People clearly liked it. Um, they seem to enjoy it. And so we will likely do it again. But I do not have any idea uh, exactly when. And the last question of the week, we got Shark47. Hey, Brad, why hasn't Microsoft said anything recently about Windows 10X or whatever it is about to be called? Well, Microsoft wants to have a marketing moment. This is why they, they want to come out on stage and, and tell the story of Windows 10X. They don't want people like me dribbling out information to you or anybody else. And so they've been trying to keep really quiet about this, despite the fact that they showed it off and then changed path and, and did a whole bunch of other stuff. Um, either way, they will 
they will have a moment where they will talk about it when they are ready. Um, they just haven't been ready yet. And so I think they're trying to have surprises and things up their sleeve. I don't know if that is going to happen, but we will see. Also, he says, what is the future of Bing? I haven't heard anything that's on that front in a while. Well, Bing has a future. I mean, it almost became Australia's preferred search engine uh, like two weeks ago or last week or whatever that was. Um, Bing is not going to go anywhere. Microsoft wants the data, and I believe it is profitable now. So it is actually making money. And I, I still think that if Microsoft ever really, really wanted to hurt Google, like if, if they were truly wanting to like throw in the towel, they'd be like, hey, we're going to shut down Bing because Google disowns the market and we can't compete. Um, I think that would be a huge blow to uh, Google. Microsoft doesn't want to do that because that would be a pretty big black eye on them and they'd get a lot of negative press over it. But at the end of the day, Google will continue to be the dominant search engine. Bing will always be there and Microsoft is gathering data and using its intelligence and training tools um, from those data sets. So I think it would be foolish for them to get rid of it at the end of the day. So... I think that wraps it up, everybody. It has been another episode. It has been Friday. It has been... I, I'm in a pretty good mood. Uh, hopefully that came across in the conversation today. I will throw out one little... Um, hot tip, when you do write questions in for the week, um, sentences work, like one sentence, like bullet pointing the questions is way easier than paragraphs. You'll see, if, I'm sure somebody will look and be like, why didn't I read their old paragraph? Like it's hard to do on a, on a podcast. Um, I, I do this, not live, but it's usually almost one take unless my furnace or water heater kicks on while I'm doing this. So anyways, folks, that wraps up February. We've got Ignite happening next week. We are headed towards warmer weather. Unless you're in the Southern hemisphere, you're probably going towards colder weather, but but that's not, you know, that's not whatever here nor there, quite literally. So anyways, keep it locked here, folks, because the only BS on this channel is me. <laughs>